This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. It's an open topic show, so we're looking for your questions to get your projects completed around the house. No matter if you're getting your house ready for all the end of the summer activities or trying to finalize those plans for the empty nest since the kids are all off to college now. Let's talk about quick fixes, big projects, even major renovations. We want to hear from you this morning. Join the conversation by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Oh, reminder, Fixit 101 re-airs Saturday at 9. So be listening for that. How are you doing, Jeff? Man, I'm doing good. Yeah, things you know, going well. How things are going great? You guys had a weird weather week for doing construction. It was because um, it was like freezing in the morning the last two days, and well, then fine in the day. Yeah, oh yeah. The 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 temperature wasn't the the big deal. The you know fourteen inches of rain <laughs> that <laughs> that rolled Doused in the entire yeah, state. Yeah, that rolled in here and and. Um, um, I'm going to try to take 100% responsibility for it because um, if you want it to rain, there's a couple things you can do. Right, dig a dig a hole right. for a for a, a foundation for for a home, uh-huh. and and have your ditches in and everything, and then dance around it, and the rain will come. Yeah, have your plumbing put in, and just wait. It's it's going to rain on you. So, so okay. What do you? Uh, what's the wife got you working on? Well, um, unfortunately. We woke up to a backed-up sewer this morning. No. Well, just to put a little icing on that cake. I I just want to stop you before you go on. I'm going to let you go on with this story. I just wanted to say, folks, this is a contractor. Yeah. Listen and take it in. Right. Take it in. All right. Go for it. (laughs) So, you know, just to to make things um, a little bit of sweetness on top of the sewer, uh, we have our two grandbabies. Their parents flew to Hawaii yesterday. So you had a backed up sewer and two babies. Yeah. <laughs> Four and two. And, oh, uh, my gosh. you know, they don't understand. Um, well, they can't get in the bath. You're right. <laughs> Poppy, I'm hungry. Yeah. And, well, we're not eating, you know, we're, we're, we're going right. to Chick-fil-A or yeah. something. Let's play camping. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so right. yeah, that was that was my morning so far. Okay. Well, looks like you got something to do on the way home. I sure do. Yeah. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. So, you know, the show is called Fix It 101. So, so we try to fix things, right? Yep. Repair them. I've had an issue for like nine years in my backyard. Okay, here's my issue. I have three dogs. Yep. There is the issue. That's okay. right. But That's right. what happens is is they, they their, their travel path in the yard uh, loses grass over, over the, the fall and winter. And what happens when you lose grass? You've got mud. mud. And now you have dog paws in mud. Sure. Now you got mad mama. Sure. So uh, I'm trying something different this year. I put out mulch, or I'm sorry, I put out um, put out uh, sod in years past. It just didn't take. There was too right. much. So this year I have put out um, ryegrass. 
I, I've thrown out seed for ryegrass because I know it's it not a bad idea. It'll come up quick. Sure. All I need it to do is is hold the dirt to the ground. Well, you know? and the advantage to the rye is uh, you're going to have that year round. Yes, yes. Now the disadvantage, you're going to cut it year round. <laughs> I will cut it year round, and um, and and you know, a lot of people are allergic to ryegrass straight up. But but it's it's the thing that I think is going to hold my ground. Sure no, I think that's a good idea. And um, and you know, it's not yeah. expensive. The ryegrass no, seed is no. not. It's about as cheap no. as it gets. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, I don't know of any grass that's that's uh, less expensive. Right. Um, also, did something that other people do um, all the time. It's not a big deal. But I literally threw my back out on right. Saturday putting out. 12 bags of mulch. I know that sounds wimpy, folks, but if you're if, if, if you're hauling 50 pounds at a, a time, you know. Well, you know, I think we are getting, I guess the word would be softer as a, as a. I as a, you're just talking about you and I getting old. Is that well, no, I think it's the entire country. I think we're, you yeah. know, because we're, we're, a, we're, a, we're a people of pushing a button, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know? All right, let's. Uh, Jerry's on the line, and he is in Snow Lake Shores, Mississippi. Never, never heard of. So it. awesome, Jerry. What's going on? Hey, it's Snow Lake Shores, and I agree, gentlemen. Getting old ain't for sissies. Right, no, you're right. <laughs> All right, so tell us what you got uh, going on, Jerry. I got a house that a friend of mine had, and it had carpet in the kitchen. And yeah, we're, that's we're always a good up. idea. That's just dumb. <laughs> I mean, anyway. We'll talk about the contractor did that, but right. regardless, we ripped that up, and there's been some water damage. It was a rental. There's water damage at the uh, ice maker to the fridge, and where the washer and dryer were, and all the carpets up. I'm just curious. I've bought enough of the vinyl plank siding to cover it. Should I put down a uh, self leveling mortar and smooth it all out before I go? I mean, what's what's the? I mean, I put down the. The glue down floors, and I put down the, the laminate floors at sure. the snap floors, but I've never done this vinyl stuff, and I think it's real tough. It ought to last a long time, be great for it, a kitchen. But it exactly is, it, how smooth does it have to be underneath? It's a great product, okay? Um, Jerry, now you said you had some water damage. H- have you repaired the water damage? Well, it looks like they poured some cement down on top, or some sort of mortar, and let it level out. And I vacuumed that crumbly stuff up. So that's what I'm asking about. But you, fix, you, you fixed the leak that would make okay, that. Okay, are, are we yeah, talking... Yeah. Okay, so we fixed the leak. Are we talking slab or conventional? No, this is a crawl space house. It's okay, okay, it's conventional. Right. Um, the first thing I'm going to do before I lay any floor, I'm going to make sure I don't have any rotten wood. Um, then to answer your question, yes, I would I would put floor leveler on that floor. Chances are everything is going to telegraph through that finished material. Yeah, I'm not. Have you worked with the vinyl siding to know if it will conform to to bad places it, in the concrete? Yeah, it's going to, and, it, oh, okay. and it's going to telegraph through there. Any little imperfection on the subfloor, so is, like a pee on the bed. Yeah, is okay. going to, is going to telegraph through the the um. Uh, okay. New floor. Okay. So, so I really should crawl underneath the house with a flashlight and an awl and yes. And if I got to if I got to pull up substrate, 
pull that replacement yeah. and then and then do the self leveling floor. Yes, yes. And now just because it's just because it's water damage doesn't mean that that it's got to be ripped out. If you can scab onto it, meaning get to good material, scab good material onto good material, it may not be necessary to rip the old out as far as your framing, but then on your actual um, flooring, your subfloor surface, if it's rotten, go ahead and rip it out and put some new down. Right. Something to grab. I'm, I'm confident that the uh, the framing is, is solid. It's just the, okay. the subfloor. Yeah, then I, I, would, I would do that from the top side. All right. Thanks, Jerry. We appreciate it. I hope it all went. It's it's going to go well. I know it is. The, the floor you picked, by the way, is something that everybody's been talking about here on the show for a while, this this new vinyl flooring. Well, there, there's one that's called LVT. Mm-hmm. It's called Luxury Vinyl Tile. It, it is it is as tough as it gets. Really? Uh, we, we put it in... Um, we put it in aging in place houses. Uh-huh. It's it's uh, very conducive to a walker, a oh. a wheelchair. We put it in our our handicap accessible housing. It's mm. just tough. Does it feel as hard as the like ceramic tiles? No, it's it, and it's got a good grip. It's got a to little it. give. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's got a little give. It's got a little grip. You don't. Um, um, it's not as slick as a ceramic tile, okay. but, but it's That's just good. as tough, in my opinion. Okay. All right, let's go to Trish in Ellisville. Uh, I think she heard me talking about planting that ryegrass. What's going on, Trish? Yes, I think there is a type of uh, ryegrass called frog hair, and it doesn't grow real tall. Frog head. I like the name. Oh, that way you can grow ryegrass and not have to mow it in February? Right. 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 Okay, Lion, Trish. It's hair. H-A-I-R. Hair. Frog hair. Okay, hair. Frog head. Hair. No. Frog hair. Hair. Not frog head. Not frog head. Frog hair. Okay. Um, there we go. Thank you very much, Trish. We appreciate it. Rem- uh, reminder, Fix It 101 re-airs every Saturday at 9, right before the Gestalt Gardener. I say that because we got a lot of ryegrass talk going on. All right, folks, it's time for our uh, first break of the hour. We'll uh, continue our discussion after the break. Today is an open topic day, so no question is off the table. What projects are you working on? Call us with your questions, comments at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Also, later in the show, we're going to talk about the times that duct tape will not be the best choice. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein, and here with contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Today, we're looking to help you with your fall home improvement projects, whatever you've got going on. Join the conversation this morning with your uh, home improvement questions by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline. Dot org. As a matter of fact, we got one at 815 this morning. We're going to go with it, Jeff. You ready? I'm ready. Hello. Heard your show on decks, but don't know if you addressed this. Uh, if I've used a solid stain on my covered deck in the past, is it okay to restain over with the same type of deck stain, same color? It needs refreshing and has peeled in places. So yeah. can you go over uh, the stain you had on there before? Sure. I mean... Um you're going to want to do your prep just like you'd want to do anything else. Get all the dirt, grime, and flaked 
um, material off before you put any new material on it. Is this like a pressure washing thing? I would probably be a pressure washing. may even be a little bit of sanding. Just depends on how bad it's uh, um, uh, flaking. Flaking, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's interesting. Uh, A solid stain. When when is something a solid stain in, in a paint? What's the difference? Well, right. Um, that's what I'm thinking. A solid stain would be it's paint. Paint, I, I think. think. Okay. Uh, but, oh, I, you know what it could be? Like one of those Thompson's things. Could be. Uh, they call that stain or water seal. Right. You know? Right. Uh, anyway. All right, let's go to the phone real quick. Chris is uh, – no, no, we're not ready yet. All right, we'll go do another email real quick. Door adjustment. Yep. Okay. Yep. What's the best way to manage doors that adjust when the shifting or our Yazoo clay in Jackson? Yep. Our front door is, which is wood and glass, sometimes closes, sometimes doesn't. Okay. Sometimes locks, sometimes so, won't. Understand. Okay. So, uh, what do you think, Jeff? Well, here's the best way on a door mm-hmm. stand back about 15 feet from the door, 10, 10 to 15 feet from the door, and look at it mm-hmm. from the inside. Then turn your head. <laughs> and look at the margin. The margin? The what margin, is that, Jeff? The margin is the space between the door and the door frame. Okay. Now, ride with me on this. I'm looking at the door from the inside, looking out. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, strike side of my door. Which is, the, yeah, at, where, at the doorknob. where all the hardware is. Yeah, the yeah. doorknob side of my door is leaning at the top. Um, towards the doorknob, away from the hinges. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. The best way to fix this is from the bottom. Go to the bottom hinge, mm-hmm. kick the bottom hinge out, mm-hmm. which picks the top of the door up and squares that margin. Now, there's there's two ways we're going to do this. We're going to get a long screw and put in the top hinge. That's going to suck the top of the door yeah, folks. Away. When you take that, when you take the screw out of a door hinge, that 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 screw That's is only about small. three quarters inch. That's right. It's it's That's it's right. not very deep. So if you get another a longer screw, it'll grab more back there and pull it'll it. Grab that two by four framing back there, pull mm-hmm. that, and you may have to go as far as take your bottom hinge off, put a piece of cardboard behind it, put a couple washers behind it, mm-hmm. kick that hinge away from the frame, which picks the. Picks the top of the door up as well. Right, right. So, uh, and this is uh, if you look at this, uh, if you look at this, it's just um, that that the longer screw thing is really the answer to that. But if you've yeah. got shifting clay, it's 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 going to change. Well, and it doesn't always necessarily mean shifting clay. It could have been that the installer of that door never put blocking behind that hinge. Oops. So the the entire heavy door is riding on that door frame. There's right. nothing for that to screw into, in other words. Gotcha. Okay. Yikes. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chris is on the line and Mobile. He's remodeled a house and uh, has uneven floors. What's going on? Chris? Well, I bought my house about seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was built in the 40s, early 40s. Beautiful house. It's got the original hardwood floors in it. But the front two rooms on my house, on the left side of my house, is unlevel. Now, I think when they remodeled the house before I bought it, that they didn't level anything back up. I'm, I'm wondering if I couldn't jack my house up on that side, and would it damage my walls and ceiling if I'd done so? What I mean by at a level would be 
a half inch, but it drives me absolutely yeah, crazy. I understand. Is it, are these plaster walls, by the way, Chris? Uh, no, sir. They're not plaster. Okay, good. Really? Good. That's easier to fix than plaster. Yeah. yeah plaster is a little difficult. Now, um, you know, Chris, I'm like you. That 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 kind of stuff drives me crazy as well. Um, I'm probably going to jack it up if I if I um, if I can do that within my budget. Yeah. You know, everything is everything is budget driven. Right. And remember, so, it's not a Malibu. You got to have the right jack. Yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm probably going to get some foundation people out there and get some estimates, and then I'm going to kind of weigh up my. um, Is it really bothering me that much, or do I like that money in the bank? You you know what I'm saying. If you do jack up and house, will it damage the walls? Probably crack the walls. Well, it could. Yeah, it could. But but now keep in mind what you said. That this house is built in the forties. That's right. Is it is it is it that important to have that thing perfect? There's nothing that was born in the forties that is perfect today. No. <laughs> right. I guarantee right. it. So again, is my money more important in the bank, in the piggy bank, or is it more important leveling that floor? I, Interesting. I, I think that's the two things that you have to look at, Chris. But Chris, yeah, it, it, as far as jacking it up, you probably do at least need a a a, a, a pro opinion of whether you're gonna, in other words, someone to look at it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this is not homeowner friendly now. No, right. I, no way. I mean, we've we've got things over there under there that can hurt you. Right. Right. So, sorry, man. I really want to give him a better answer. Well, I do too. But... Grab a few carjacks and get up on there and give. It a <laughs> hey, send us a picture, right? Yeah. When it's down. Well, I do appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. All right, thanks, Chris. All right. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Okay, got a, a uh, email here, and oh man, I've done this. I don't know a hundred times in my life. I recently replaced my wax ring. Yeah. But my toilet still leaked. Yep. Okay. So when I replaced it a second time, I went to, in other words, this person went and took it out again. Right. And discovered the leak was from the bolt holding the tank on the bottom. Okay. So this was the tank. Yep. Um, that, Bolted onto the to the right. toilet bowl. There, there are typically two bolts that bolt the top portion of it. A toilet's not all the way together, typically. It's a it's tank right. and a bowl, and you have to put them together, and they're, believe it or not, they're two screws that you use are bolts that you use to kind of pull them together. And unless you pull those together right, there is a a gasket grommet thing that is in the middle that moves the water. And if that thing gets put on there incorrectly or the bolts aren't tight enough or whatever, the water can just seep out. That's usually. right. Yep. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's something um, definitely check those bolts first if you've got a leak and you don't see it coming from the wall check those bolts before yeah. you go anywhere else and if you if you if you want to know where they are if you take the tank lid off and you look directly down at the bottom you'll see two screw heads right there at the bottom you probably never noticed them before but that what is what disconnects the tank from the bolt Yes. So, anyway, and, and you can break that. Um, you can break the tank. And I was going to say, don't go. And this is the reason why someone didn't just ring that thing out trying to get it on. It's uh, porcelain. That's right. So, so um, it, it it's 
it can break with too much force. Right. And, and, and you know, what you want to do is you want to uh, tighten up the right a little bit, tighten up the left a little bit, alternate. You know? Right. Yeah, you never tighten up one side of anything all the way. Right. Um, so there you go. All right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-674. Wait, did I say that right? 672-7464. Yeah, you do something. I was going to say, we change our number. Do things so many times. <laughs> what happens? Uh, we said this before, but check this out. The most rewarding fall improvement project is what, Jeff? Whoa. The most rewarding fall improvement project. What would you call it? Improvement and not maintenance. Right. Improvement. Wow. Improvement in the fall. Mm-hmm. Man. It might even make you stand out from the rest of the block. Ah. What are we going to do? Paint our house? Paint the front door. Ah. Uh, Makes idea. the most about a difference without, you know, with... Yeah. This is not a a monster improvement, but... Boy, it changes the look of a house. Man, what did they do to that house? I don't know, but it looks so much better. Right. <laughs> um, so replacing or simply painting the front door. This helps your home stand out from the block. It can be finished in less than a weekend. Yes. Uh, this thing here says afternoon. I've done this. Give yourself the weekend. Yeah. Uh, fall is usually the perfect time for this activity. Just pick that afternoon wisely. You know, paint has a temperature range that it works best in. That's right. If you get too cold, it'll get thick. If you get too hot, it's, you know, watery, runny. Uh, normal exterior paint should be done at a time when the temps are at least 50 degrees or so and aren't dipping below 40s at night. So we're 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 about on that we're, now. We're borderline. Yeah, we're right there. Meaning we're right before that starts happening. So um, a couple of other things you can refresh or repair the deck, as we talked about with the folks that uh, sent in an email earlier. Um, replace or repair your roof, folks. This is the time if you've got a leak uh, leak roof, you're about to go through fall, and no one's going to want to get up there until May or March. So. If you got an issue now, get it dealt with because we don't yeah. know how much water's coming. Oh no, the rain is coming. So, okay. Um, all right, eight seven seven MPB ring. Cla- Kathleen's on the line in Osaka. What's going on, Kathleen? Well, I, I thought about y'all in the winter and the, and the storms coming through. I keep a large canvas bag uh, close to either door. Uh, some flares, but. Around walkways or areas that you don't normally walk, mm-hmm. you can pick up those glow sticks. Um, they're solar. Yeah. And that way, you don't have to worry if the lights go out. You can still get to, like, a fuse box or a water pump or something like that. That's a neat idea. But a, a good idea is maybe keep a bag of sand close to each door and some salt. You put the salt down first and the sand on top. Uh-huh. Uh, don't stop slipping. And uh, huh. for us older folks, <laughs> you can use decorations like a, a cane or a little bit of railing or something to mm-hmm. temporarily put around those slippery areas. Right. You can decorate them to look like they're supposed to be there, but they do help you hold on when the, it's so slippery. Okay. All right. Have a good one, guys. Thanks, Kathleen. We appreciate it. All right. Um, I'm all depressed now. Why? Well, I don't want to talk about winter yet. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, we're doing fall right now, so you're okay. Okay. We'll have two weeks of that before, you know. <laughs> right. 
Uh, oh, by the way, last week we were talking about aging in place. You got an email in from uh, Marlon. He says, three things to consider, and this is something you've mentioned before. Three-foot doors in master bedroom and bathroom area. Very important. Okay. 24-inch height off the floor for all outlets. I like it. Yeah. Uh, toilet and open, not a small closed room, wall blocking for rails. Yes. Uh, and, and, and this is a big deal. If you'll notice, a lot of homes have... Uh, in the bathrooms, they'll have like a shower and, and the vanity and everything else, and then they'll have like a little toilet room, right? Yep. That's teeny. I don't, yes. You know, the toilet room's really tiny. So that's that's not something the aging in place would work with. Well, you need five feet. You need a five-foot circle to turn a wheelchair comfortably. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so, you know, remember that. Okay. I know our door is only three, but but you need a five foot turn a turn radius if you're going to turn a wheelchair. Okay. All right. Uh, Ann's on the line, and Tupelo uh, got a comment about the door problem. What's going on, Ann? Well, I was just listening to y'all and appreciate your show so much. But thank you. The lady with the door issues, we've had the same thing. You know, it goes through dry periods. The doors or it rains too much, and the doors would not swell, shut, not lock. Yeah. Same thing. But finally, when my husband listened to me, we put drip irrigation all the way around the foundation. Of the Great house. idea. That's we right. We haven't had that. So I might try that before I start letting somebody jack with my door. All right. Wait a second. I do have. And do what have, is drip yeah. irrigation? Well, it's a, you know, a hose. When I say it, it's a hose that runs all the way right. around the house. And so it comes on for so long every day and you just it waters the, around the now i'm on a raised i'm on a raised foundation on a conventional mm-hmm. and conventional, the, yes yeah the the idea behind this yazoo play expands and contracts right right uh based it, on water right? exactly okay. and and it's only going to expand so much so so ann's theory and i'm and i'm not arguing against it at all ann Ann's theory is if I keep the Yazoo clay wet, it's only going to expand a certain amount, and then it's done. Now, if you quit watering it, it'll, it'll, now you, you've got some serious issues. Um, so Interesting. It's yeah, uh, watering. No, <laughs> right. you, you can't. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot quit. So, so yes, this is not unheard of. And well, you could try. You could try that because we do have one door that got right by someone, now. So now that. The door, the, the handle is too close to the, the thing, and I smashed my finger in that door. What, anyway, go ahead. What you what what we want to live by though is not constantly watering that Yazoo clay. We want to keep the water off of that clay with okay. a with a ratio ten foot out from my house. I want six inches of slope, gotcha. so, meaning I I'm, I don't want any water around my house at all. So, right. and it's just, it's two different theories, Ann, is all well, this. And I'm not on Yazoo Clay. You know, I mean, I, mean, I don't think I'm on Yazoo Clay. Right, right. I understand. Right. I understand. Anyway. Every time I so. sell a house, I say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, right, no, I just didn't know if it was going to work during the drive. That's been really when it dries out. Sure it is. Yeah, like I said, it is not unheard of at all. People do it all the time. So. Okay, and there's no water under my house because we've checked anyway. Good. Okay, thank you Good. so much. Thanks, Ann. We appreciate it. Bye bye. That's Bye-bye. cool. I've, I've not I've not actually heard of that one. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, okay, that's very cool. All right, it's time for another break. We've been talking about uh, fall fixes today and some emails and uh, 
questions. Are you ready to help with your uh, fall improvement project? Stay tuned. Also, continue to call us with your questions, comments. Just tell us what project you're working on. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And we all know that for certain fixes, duct tape works in a pinch. But when we come back, we're going to share several situations where duct tape will be sure to let you down and the type of adhesive you should use. So stay tuned. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any part of today's show, you can always listen back on our website, mpbonline.org slash fixit101 or by podcast on our MPB public media app or your favorite podcast app. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at MPB online.org got another deck question here for you all right you ready uh good morning do you have any tips on removing paint from a porch floor would an orbital sander work we want to stain the floor it's got paint on it now mm. no well i wouldn't say orbitable i would go belt belt um, sander well it's going to be like sanding your wood floors inside you're going to need a belt or you're going to need a floor machine to to kick out uh, the material that's going to be yeah, it's going to take so long with a small orderable. Um, okay, but you yeah, you, and you're going you're going to need a commercial well, floor, floor machine. Well, you know there are uh, large orbital sanders. Yeah, I don't know if they're used for that. Yeah, I don't know no, you, you're going to want to go. You, you're you're going to want a belt sander. Okay, um, I, is yeah. that something you can rent? You can. Okay. Um, and um, and you can go to the big box store and buy a nice belt sander for a hundred bucks. Really, get down on your hands and knees and go go for it. Go to town. It's weird because um, uh, that sander I bought one a while back, and you can move some material pretty fast with the right sander. Sure, you can. Sure, I mean we we sand floors every day, yeah. so. But the the thing is, I know that when I've put stain on a deck before, stain if you're doing it right goes down a little bit That's into right. the wood. So That's if right. you're gonna if you're gonna uh, if you're gonna stain it, you got to get down there or something clean. Yep, that's a lot of wood. Yeah, it is. Okay, all right. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Before we started, we went to the break. We talked about the places where duct tape just won't do. Yeah. All right. And everybody has this stuff around, and you do tend to use it in the most ridiculous situations. And sometimes it works just perfectly for the amount of time that you need it to. Yes. Here are the other times. Okay. Heat, despite its name, standard issue duct. Tape. No, it's not D U C K. It's not a D U C. Not a quack. Yeah, not a quack. Uh, standard issue duct tape is actually not a good choice for sealing or repairing heating and ventilation ducts. No, it's not. The heat softens the adhesive, causing it to lose its uh, strength. The alternative to this is the all-purpose aluminum foil tape. Yep, that's the stuff. That's and you can buy that at uh, at your hardware. Right, foil tape can work in certain conditions up to two hundred and forty-eight degrees Fahrenheit. Yes, and it's flame retardant. 
Yes. So, all right. Uh, another. This one's crazy, and and a lot of you already know this one. Duct tape. Uh, it is water resistant. It's not waterproof. It will work in a pinch, but it's not a permanent solution. The alternative is all leak repair tape. They have this stuff. Uh, plumbers use it a lot of times. Specifically formulated, this permanent adhesive forms a watertight seal. That's where you want to go rather than the uh, than duct tape. Uh, but, but it is good for temporary stuff, right? Self-explanatory. Sealing a window pane, hanging a poly sheeting, temporary holds, you know, with sticky residue. Uh, you can always use all-purpose high-tack polyethylene tape, but duct tape works and it's really cheap. Uneven surfaces, working with concrete, stucco, plaster, uh, general construction repairs, it, it just doesn't have the sticky for that. It was it, it is made for much more of a flat surface, so the adhesive is not thick on the back of duct tape. So it doesn't work on surfaces like that. But the alternative, they make an outdoor stucco tape. Its thicker layer of lower tack adhesive means outdoor stucco tape is able to connect with more surface area and maintain a stronger hold due to the thickness of the sticky. Right, right. You know? So, uh, and one that I know of all too well, UV light. Basically, just put a piece of uh, duct tape in the sun. Right. Because uh, exterior repairs, patching, siding, whatever, over time to sunlight will cause duct tape's adhesive to dry out and become brittle or uh, just bad. Use the specialty tape with more UV protection if you can. And I don't know if you've been to the tape aisle at your local hardware store. No, it's a, but it's an aisle. Uh, no, it's it's <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's like going down the soup aisle at Kroger. It is. It is. I mean, and finding what flavor you want because there's right. stuff. Uh, we were talking during the break that you know you have blue painters tape, and and there are different formulations of that that you're supposed to take off. Some within thirty minutes to an hour. Some within days. Yeah. You know. Uh, taking that blue tape off to get it just right. That's right. And it's important. If it says 14 days, they mean 14 days. Yeah, pull that tape off at 14 days. Do it. It's uh-huh. They're serious about it. Right. I'm talking from experience. <laughs> I've done that before. And if you First of all, if you pull it too quick, your paint's not dry and you make a little... Sure. You know, uh, and if you pull it too dry, it's going to crack up with it and come with it. Pulse. Yeah. So yeah. remember the... Look Look at your tape. Do do some research. Right. All right. So uh, got a question about a tankless water heater. Now, Jeff, you're a big we component of do. tankless. I love them. Right. Yes. About two or three years ago, I had an electric tankless. Okay. I already found a problem. Yeah. Electric tankless hot water heater installed. Yep. yep. We've talked about that on the show here, that electric is not the best version of that product. No, it's not, but but if if you're if that's the if that's the hand you're dealt. If that's what you have. Uh, I've got electric because we we have no gas at our house. Okay. So I have good well water, but as I'm sure you know, there's a buildup that occurs in well water. Yes. I don't have a filter on my water tank and I know my regular water heater had to be flushed from time to time. I'd like to know what kind of maintenance I should be doing and how often and should it be done by a pro. Thanks for your help, Barbara. She's in Gulfport. So, um, so she gets a lot of uh, junk in her tank. Well, it, it's tankless, so there's no tank. There's okay. coils. Build up. Build up on the coils. Okay. Um, what I think I'm going to do is disconnect. Um, well, there's going to be a drain on that. There's, a, there's an emergency pop-off on that. I don't see why you couldn't... Um, Run some water through it, but I mean that's what you're doing every time you're heating it. 
Um, so, okay, uh, Timmy, if you're listening, yeah. or any AC pro, give us a call, uh, because I'm sure they deal with this. The water heater, a plumber. I mean, I, I get it on our tanked water heaters. We mm-hmm. get settlement. They settle at the bottom. We need to right. drain them. We need to... We need to pull the... Um, you don't have a lot of settling water in a tankless. No. I mean, you have circulating water through a coil. Right. And a flame, or in this instance, electric element, is right. heating that coil. Huh. Um, so we need to... What do they call it when that uh, when that, when that that show was on, when you would call a friend or whatever? Yeah, phone on, a friend. Yeah, phone a friend. Yeah, we, we need to phone yeah. a plumber. Right. <laughs> All right. So, you know what, um, uh, Barbara, we're going to get that answered for you just right. So uh, just keep listening, and I'm sure one of the pros is going to call in and let us know what's going on. Diane is on the line, and Pascagoula, what's going on with you? Our house burnt down in June, and in the process of cleaning up the property, we found asbestos flooring. Yikes, and tile. I've been told that the house was built in 1965, mm-hmm. and after, I think we went through six layers of flooring before we finally got to the Oh, my gosh. Um, but I want, we're rebuilding on the same slab, mm-hmm. and um, I'm going to be putting that vinyl plank down. What do I need to do? Do I need to do anything instead of hiring a hazmat crew and spending, a, you know, whatever it takes? Figures? Yes, I can answer that for you. Go for what it. Can I put- okay. Um, we do know it's asbestos, correct? Correct. Yeah, you tested it. Okay. Didn't burn in the yeah. fire. It's, so. pro- it's probably green on the back. The tile's green on the back. We weren't allowed to dig into it. The cleanup mm-hmm. crew uh, said they weren't allowed to touch it once they once they tested it and found out it was asbestos. They left it alone. Gotcha. Okay, uh, so so now you've got to scrape it up, correct? Well, they said I could leave it and just put flooring. So that's what six other people did before you. Now <laughs> we you can you can you can remove it. Okay. Um, okay. you need to water it down and it, 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 it as best you, you want to keep the, you want to keep the fibers from flying around in the air. Obviously you want to wear your hazmat material. Um, I want to be real careful here and not tell you, give you advice right. on removing right. asbestos material. Yeah, uh, that's it. That is a, you know, Diane, there's a whole industry for that. Th- that yeah. That's, that's right. Um, I can tell you what we've hey. done in the past. That That's, that's how I'm going to answer this question. We have removed asbestos siding on houses before, and this is how we did it. We had a designated dumpster. That was strictly for hazardous material. It was lined. We sprayed the house down as we were removing the asbestos. We wore our hazmats. We wore our our respirators. And we removed the asbestos. So we put it in the designated uh, disposal. It Mm -hmm. was labeled. And the... um, Environmental waste uh, people picked up our 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 dumpster and hauled it off, and hmm. it, everything's got to be tagged. So it can be done, and you can do it yourself. You just have to do your research. Yeah, it sounds like it's it definitely has some steps to it, Diane. Um, the other hand, I don't have a problem covering it up. Um, just don't disturb it. Right. If you're putting flooring down over it, don't nail into it. Yeah, try, try to try to put your floor leveling on top of it, mm-hmm. and then and then put your material on top of that. It's it's like lead based paint. Lead based paint is not a problem until you start removing it. Right. Okay, we're doing the vinyl pl- plank flooring. So should there be something that I 
put on top I, of it or I would put like, my I'd put my floor leveling on top of it. I mm-hmm. sure would. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you guys. Thanks, Thanks Diane. We appreciate it. Thanks. Let's uh, keep on moving. We've got uh, Keith in Gulfport with an exterior fascia issue. What's going on, man? Well, the painters, when the house was originally built, they were doing some areas in varnish. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, they put varnish on that fascia. And then they said, "Uh uh-oh, made a mistake. And they somehow took it off, I think, Mm -hmm. and then put the paint on it. And now the paint's coming off, and it's only two years in. So what would I do to prep that surface before I go back on with a fresh coat of paint? Well, hang on just a second, Keith. Um, are you handy at all? Yes. Okay. Well, let me let me ask you this. So they painted the fascia boards with some, uh, with some uh, varnish. Have you thought about flipping the boards over? They're just basically usually one-by-fours, you know, the fascia right. boards. So, I mean, you might be able to just flip the boards over and paint uh, dry wood, you know. The other side, right. Good. No, that's a good point. I appreciate that because to, I guess what you're saying is to get that varnish out of there is going to be virtually impossible. Well, it's just it's it's a lot of work where you where you don't have to do it. If you can pull four nails out of the fascia board and flip it around and nail it back in there, you just paint a brand new surface. That's wonderful, and I I appreciate that, and I will approach it in that way. All right. Great, thanks. Okay, thank thank you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can uh, send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. All right, folks, it's time for our last break of the hour. Call us with your questions, comments. Just tell us what project you're working on or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And when we come back, um, we're going to be talking about this question. During the break, we're going to see if you can answer the question. What type of certification should you look for when buying consumer electronics? You know, the time for hanging lights is coming up for a couple of different seasons. It's the same certification you should look for when buying Halloween and Christmas yard decorations. We'll have the answer for that after the break. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Jeff Sammons. If you missed any part of today's show, you can also listen back on our website at mpbonline.org slash fixit one oh one or by podcast on our MPB Public Media app or your favorite podcast app. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Now, during our break, Jeff went a-looking on this this, uh, electric uh, water heater. Just all tankless water heaters. Tankless Tankless, water heater. Yes. So all tankless water heaters, there are some rules. Yes. All right. What did you find, Jeff? Okay. Tankless water heater manufacturers recommend their units be flushed at least one time a year uh, to eliminate the buildup of calcium and other materials within the unit. Even more often if you have hard water. Which we do. Which we do. Mm -hmm. So you can flush out a tankless water heater in about an hour. Huh. Very easy. And this is how we're going to do it. We're going to go get a five-gallon bucket. Uh-huh. We're going well. You're going to unhook your water heater. Very mm-hmm. simple. Unhook it, drain it, mm-hmm. get you a five-gallon bucket. Put four gallons of food-grade vinegar in it. Whoa! 
Do not dilute the vinegar. Put put a pump in this bucket, mm-hmm. and all that pump is going to do is continue to circulate mm-hmm. the the vinegar through the tankless water heater and run that pump for at least 60 minutes and do that once a year more often if you have hard water. Wow. Simple. Well, folks, if you can't find it here, find it on the internet <laughs> like everybody else. All right, so uh, Joe's on the line in Waterloo, Alabama. What's going on, Joe? Yes, sir. I'm, uh, I'm wondering how y'all get by when when y'all build a house and y'all basically put in a three o door uh, compared to a four o door, and and if it's a really tight house, when you're moving furniture like couches, chairs, mm-hmm. refrigerators, everything like that, what is the difference in the price if you're building a new house? that you can uh, uh, get away with a 4 door rather than 3 and that's including bedrooms, everything. Now tell him what he's talking about, Jeff. Well, okay, I, I agree with I agree with you, Joe, on a 4 door on your front door. Now tell us what a 4 door uh, is. Okay, it's four foot wide. Okay, four foot um, wide. Uh, code is three, mm-hmm. so anything above above. Three is acceptable, and I agree with that on the front door. Here, here's the issues you start running into interior wise. Um, if you, you let's say you have a four foot door on your bedroom, um, how wide does your hallway have to be? Four foot. No, gotta be wider than that. If you've got a four foot door, where's your trim going? Okay. So, 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 and so, Joe, what I mean by this is we can take the space out of our bedroom, kitchen, living room, dining room, laundry room, and we can put it in the hallway. Okay. All right. Or let's narrow it, let's narrow it back down. I, I, I agree. Let's make a three and a half foot hallway. Um, let's make a four foot hallway, put a three foot door in it. I agree with that all day long. But when you go start putting four foot doors in your interior bedrooms, we turn our house into a commercial building and not a home anymore. Uh, you follow me? Really? Well, we've, we've got. Feel. You're not living in your hallway, right? So, and 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 there there's no need to turn a wheelchair in a in a in a three foot hallway. Your your hallways. 15 feet long, 20 feet long. Right. So you, you, you don't need to turn. I, I don't need, I don't need to turn around in my hallway. So. All right. That, uh, thank you very kindly because I was sense. just wondering if when you're uh, hauling furniture in and out the door. Yeah. You know, it's uh, fine. Room, yeah. I, I get that, Joe, but how often do you really do that? Really and truly? Well, you know, uh, Joe. It really it's it's a matter of geometry when you're moving, and that, you've got you've got whatever it is that you have. I, I swear, I've gotten enormous couches into tiny little well, doors and, before, and and it's a matter of cost. Yeah, I mean, you know, houses are running, you know, 150 bucks a foot. Uh-huh. Um, do I really want do do I do I want you know 150 square feet in my hallway at 150 a foot? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I do. Okay, so. All right, good answer. 877-MPB-RING. Wait a minute. We're getting close, aren't we? Okay, so we've got a uh, an email here. We talked about, uh, so I'm getting ready to put my house on the market. Good. Right? All right, put my house on the market. Buy a new one. I'm on a budget. 
If I only have money, I'm going to update a room before I go. If I only have money for updating what room, which room would you recommend? Which room, Jeff, in your opinion, as a home remodeler and builder, right. would you replace, if you had one room that you could fix to mm-hmm. impress the world, which one would you do? Kitchen. Kitchen. Yep. Every time? Every time. Okay. Every time. That was just So not bathroom? Never mind. No. No, no, because the bathrooms sell homes. I'm, I'm, I, they do, but 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 I'm going to walk in this house, and my kitchen is a knockout magazine quality, and my bathroom looks like um, um, oh, what's the deal on TV where they go up the pole to use the phone? Right. Yeah. Um, what's his name? <laughs> I forget. Whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so no, I'm doing my kitchen. I've got a knocked out kitchen uh-huh. in my mind. I'll do the I'll do the bathroom next year. Okay. And, right. if, and if I reverse that, mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'm buying that house. Okay. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. Uh, for Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.